You're listening to Resurrection Life with Pastor Nathan Trice. Greetings, saints of resurrection and friends of our ministry here. Christ is risen. Today I'd like to talk about that most formative, natural influence on our parenting as Christians. Um, That's the parenting that we ourselves have received uh, once upon a time. Now, in all my preaching and teaching and counseling on this subject of parenting, I've actually never singled out this for discussion. But uh, it has struck me of late that this really is the unseen reality that I've constantly bumped into in my ministry of preaching, teaching, and counseling and parenting. Uh, What we as Christians think of parenting, uh, what we aspire to for ourselves as parents, for that matter, what we expect of others who are parenting, this invariably has a lot to do with what we ourselves experienced under our own parents. Indeed, that experience of being parented uh, can be uh, either a friend uh, or a foe of faithful Christian parenting. Uh, It's often a little bit of both. Uh, So that's the subject that I want to explore in this podcast, and that is what lies just ahead if you choose to listen on. Now, I'll say at the outset, my topic is actually one that has at least superficial similarities to what's become a very popular discussion in our larger society. Folks, um, whether it's secular psychotherapy or certain trends in Christian counseling, uh, there's widespread interest in paying close attention to childhood experiences and the formative influences on us that come from them. And of course, this is legitimate, uh, very insightful frequently, and something we ought to all be able to appreciate. Uh, I think it's as obvious as it has ever been how profoundly we're shaped by our childhood experiences and particularly the uh, influence of our parents, our home environments, and our experiences therein. Uh, For example, uh, good influences that studies have been done to establish include things like the role of touch uh, between a a mother and uh, a child in the early development of those children. I'm just, at this point, uh, recalling uh, studies I've heard reported on about the uh, crucial importance uh, of just that physical touch between a mother and a baby. Um, Perhaps you have uh, seen public service campaigns that encourage parents Uh, of all things, to read to their children. That's not just something Christians are interested in. That's something that uh, even uh, professionals in our larger culture recognize having profound, formative influence for good uh, on uh, children being read to by their parents. I think I've even seen uh, studies that seek to correlate things like how many times a family sits down for supper at the end of the day uh, with crime rates and other indicators of uh, troubled youth. 
Uh, So there are so many ways in which our broader society is quite rightly connecting um, current experience with childhood and and parental uh, influence. Uh, This is all very biblical in the sense that the Scripture itself uh, emphasizes the link uh, between our upbringing and our experience of life. That's actually part of what makes the responsibility of parenting that I've just been uh, addressing in this series uh, so very sobering. But I think I'd like to say that I'm going to be pushing back a little against what uh, many in the church and the larger society are doing with this insight. Uh, And that's uh, what I see to be a prevailing focus on the delinquencies of our parents as an underlying cause of our own failures. I was listening to a podcast recently on parenting that seemed to have this particular focus. Listeners were being encouraged to identify from their childhood uh, wrongs done to them by their parents in order to understand why they were involved in behavior that hurt their own children. And as they engaged their own story, as it was put in this podcast, as parents, uh, they'd become more self-aware. They could avoid doing to their kids the harm that had been done to them. Now, I think there's insight in that, but folks, I'm afraid that this trend has become uh, unbalanced from a biblical perspective. I'll just say it that way, not use a stronger word for the moment. And I think it's fueled by a larger cultural obsession, dare I say, with abuse and victimhood. Um, At its worst, this trend points parents in the wrong direction. It points them to their past uh, rather than, most basically, to Christ. I'll just say, uh, your parents were guilty of hurting you. Everyone I'm talking to in this podcast, this is true of, and you are guilty of hurting your own children. I'm never going to minimize that. In fact, I'll be coming down quite hard uh, on this in uh, days ahead. But do you know why this is true? Do you know why your parents uh, sin against you, you sin against your parents? It's, uh, there is a connection And the connection is the common sin nature that both you and your parents inherited from Adam. That's the fundamental issue. Uh, There's profit, to be sure, in becoming aware of certain besetting sins that uh, we can pick up, particularly by imitation from our parents. But the solution to that is not in some kind of lifelong process of engaging your story, it's found in those ABCs of the Christian gospel. It's found in true repentance for sin, true trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, and true seeking in his strength and by the help of his spirit to uh, pursue fresh obedience. So uh, that's a bit of a disclaimer as I've chosen the topic, your parenting uh, and your parents. I'm not interested in blame shifting. I'm not interested in victim claiming as I take up this subject. Here's what my purposes are as I try to draw your attention to the kind of parenting you received. I want you, first of all, to be full of gratitude 
for the parenting that you received. Uh, the second thing is I want you to be discerning about what you embrace and, in, and what you reject about the parenting that you received. And finally, I want you to look elsewhere, ultimately, uh, for the gold standard of parenting. So number one, uh, this is my first uh, thesis. Gratitude for your own parents is foundational to a Christian approach to parenting. Okay, you tell me, how many wry jokes, clever sayings are there about how wise our parents suddenly seem, in retrospect, when we ourselves become parents? You can think of them, even as I'm uh, saying these things, uh, we realize the difficulties that our parents grappled with often the difficulties that we ourselves imposed on them, and we gain appreciation for that, what do you know, when we become parents ourselves. Of course, this uh, experience of ourselves, of seeing in a new way the wisdom of our parents, we try to hurry our own kids up in that little epiphany when we say things like, you just wait till you're a parent, Uh, which may well be one of the least helpful things we can say in our parenting with our kids, but that's Uh, another matter. Um, Folks, this is part of uh, universal human experience. It's not unique to Christians. Uh, Rowdy young men, irresponsible young women, waking up to what their parents did for them for good as they begin to take up the responsibility of parenting themselves. What I'm simply saying here is, as Christians, folks, this is one more thing that can make parenting so edifying to us. Allow it to make the gift of your own parents so much clearer and your thanks to God so much more heartfelt for those that he gave to you as a mom, a father. It can endear us more to them, but I'm particularly uh, eager for it to endear us more to the one who gave them to us. I'll just pause and say many of you know how much both my wife and I have to be thankful for in this area. This is our testimony. We were raised, both of us, by, yes, flawed, but exceedingly faithful and diligent and godly parents. Indeed, I think I can speak for Ashley. Uh, Both of us have found few, relatively few, that rival our own parents uh, in their own wisdom and godliness. And we know how relatively rare a testimony this is. It's humbling to us. I'm aware, my friends, that not all my listeners have this kind of testimony. In some cases, you have a very different testimony. The influence of your parents has been, well, perhaps profoundly mixed. There's been both blessing, we might say, and curse. Some of you have parents who actually stood in your way of coming to Christ. Some of you may have parents because uh, they were uh, professing Christians, yet deeply hypocritical in that profession that, that actually made it harder for you to love Christ, to come to him and to love him. But I, in acknowledging this, I want to gently still uh, remind all of my listeners of something wonderful about God. His power and his goodness uh, is such that he can and 
does use crooked sticks to draw straight lines, as the saying goes. Folks, he's capable of doing great good to us even by means of otherwise lousy parents. Pardon the term. And there's a great deal. We do have to step back and acknowledge there is a great deal of parental faithfulness in even unbelieving, non-Christian moms and dads. And I'm reminding us that we should be thankful, profoundly thankful for all the good that God has done to us uh, through our parents as we take up the task of parenting. I'll just point out, uh, when theologians discuss the doctrine of common grace, this is the teaching of the Scripture that God does show his favor to more than just those that he has set out to save eternally. He shows his favor uh, to all mankind uh, in varied ways. He Uh, gives good gifts to all mankind. And the doctrine of common grace, uh, uh, fleshed out more fully, uh, indicates that there are these common operations of the Spirit, the Westminster Confession uses that expression, that we recognize are the reason why we see real virtues, not saving, but real virtues, even in non-Christian people. And when... uh, Uh, Theologians talk about common grace, one of their favorite illustrations of God's common grace upon both uh, the elect and the non-elect, those who are believers, savingly united to Christ, and those who are not, is the sacrifice and love, the provision and protection that can be seen in parents the worldwide. So someone says, well, Pastor Trice, you don't know my dad. You don't know my mom. And and certainly the answer is, of course, I, I don't. Someone might be listening to me who genuinely would struggle to find anything to be grateful for uh, in the upbringing by their father or the, by their mother. Let me just say that it's basic to Christianity, and I'm arguing it's basic to Christian parenting, to look for, at least to look for those things for which you can be grateful to your mom and dad. Uh, The apostle in 1 Thessalonians 5 says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And as you think about those things for which you are rightly thankful, don't forget, folks, don't forget the most basic expressions of parental duty were fulfilled uh, by your parents, perhaps, uh, the food, uh, the shelter, those things most basically. Don't, don't overlook, on the other hand, those things that you actually never suffered, that you actually never experienced as a child for all the things that may have been hard and uh, may have been uh, sufferings as in your childhood, the things that you never experienced because your parents were in some very basic ways faithful parents. Don't overlook the genuinely good and gracious things uh, that are part of who you are right now that come by way of the example of your parents. I'm emphasizing all of this because I think our culture invites us these days to look back on the sins and failures of our parents and find excuses for our problems. I'm submitting that a more Christ-like posture 
is to look for the faithfulness amid the failures. Eventually, I think the psychotherapists of our day will get around to their version, at least, of forgiving your parents for all they did to you. I'm commending to you something more than that, being thankful for your parents for all that they did for you. And why would I say that gratitude to our own parents is foundational to a Christian approach to parenting? Well, here's why I would say that. Folks, it involves embracing for ourselves the very thing we rightly expect from our children. Uh, The fifth commandment is going to come up a bit in this series. The fifth commandment addressed to children, uh, most conspicuously, reads this way. Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. Exodus 20, verse 12. I'm going to be giving counsel about how parents guide their children rightly in keeping that commandment. Here's what I'm saying for the moment. As parents, we need to keep that commandment in front of our children, even as we seek to be God's means of helping them to keep that commandment. And gratitude for our parents is a basic component of honoring them. Consider the alternative. Um, the alternative uh, of raising children apart from this gratitude. Every, if every time in your household, your parents come up, your mom, your dad, and there's a roll of your eyes, or there's outright resentment expressed in your body language, um, how does that model the kind of honor for parents that you're trying to cultivate in your own children? Our society may be in a parent-hating, parent-blaming mood, but whoever your parents are, whatever their parenting was like, as Christians, we ought to adopt fundamentally a grateful posture wherever we can see God's goodness to us through our parents not a critical, accusing, uh, blame-shifting posture. Proverbs 23 is not just speaking to uh, children when it says, listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. A poem has come into my hands that uh, makes me think of uh, my father. Uh, It's a poem by Robert Hayden. I know almost nothing about this poet, Uh, but he's apparently remembering a father who, like mine, built a fire uh, every morning in the winter uh, as part of his service to his uh, family. Uh, We heated with wood for almost 30 years uh, in my upbringing as well. This is what he says um, in a poetic form about uh, coming to adulthood, even perhaps coming to um, the leading of your own family, and reflecting back with gratitude on things you never really thought about in your own parents. This poem's called Those Winter Sundays. Sundays, too, my father got up early and put his clothes on in the blue-black cold. Then, with cracked hands that ached from labor in the weekday weather, made banked fires blaze. No one ever thanked him. I'd wake and hear the cold splintering, breaking. When the rooms were warm, he'd call, and slowly I would rise and dress, fearing the chronic angers of that house, speaking indifferently to him, 
who had driven out the cold and polished my good shoes as well. What did I know, what did I know of love's austere and lonely offices? Perhaps one way to respond to this first point uh, would be to reach out in some way or another, my fellow parents, uh, to your mom or dad and thank them afresh for their blessing to you. So that's the first of my points. Uh, Gratitude for your own parents is foundational to a Christian approach to parenting. But here's the second that's uh, important to move to, and that is this. The conscientious Christian parent must be guided by something more ultimate than his parents' example, whether pro or con. I'm eager to celebrate the formative influence of our parents on our parenting folks in every way that this influence is wholesome. And indeed, uh, that's one of your ambitions or should be in parenting. Uh, Think about it. You are shaping the shapers of your grandchildren when you parent. You're providing for the parenting of your grandkids as you parent your kids. This is a wonderful thing. But as a pastor, I've also become aware of the problems that can come from being guided by nothing more than our own upbringing in the raising of our own children. Of course, the alternative to that as Christians is to be guided ultimately by what God says in his word. So as I speak against uh, making even the best of Christian parents our ultimate guide, as I speak against that, I'm going to outline a couple of ways that I uh, see this happening. Uh, Two problematic reactions to our parents' parenting. The first is an uncritical acceptance of our parents' parenting. Uh, You could capture that in the saying, perhaps you've heard it or perhaps you've said it, well, that's the way I was raised and I turned out all right. So for those of you who are listening who have the highest regard for your mom and dad, whether you've thought about it or not, are you going about parenting uh, just merely guided by the way your parents raised you? It's a huge advantage if they raised you in uh, wise and godly ways, as I've already pointed out. I'll just say one of the reasons why that is so profound a blessing uh, is that there is so much of Christian parenting that we would almost say is better caught than taught. Uh, there's so much about the wisdom and skill of parenting uh, that really uh, is best gained by watching it, by imbibing it, by imitating it. What you see parents doing for yourself, what you see parents doing with your sibling, that's uh, how good parenting so... Um, Uh, so uh, well leads to uh, good parenting in turn. But folks, parents who are loved and esteemed by you are a great asset in your parenting until there comes some discrepancy between how they parented you and what the Bible says about parenting. And it's at that moment when there comes to be a discrepancy between those parents you esteem highly, you love and regard so uh, warmly, between the way they parented you uh, and the way uh, the Scripture outlines what Christian parenting is to look like. And that's when your esteem and your affection for your parents have to be kept 
uh, in its proper place. And you have to be willing at times to take a different attack in faithfulness to God's Word. I have seen and I am fully aware that that can lead to uh, potentially real tension with uh, your own parents. If they see you taking a different turn from the way they raised you, it can uh, be received by them as some kind of criticism of them when you're simply trying to be a little bit more faithful to the Scriptures as you understand them. I'm simply reminding us that as Christians, our final guide is the Word of God, not even our good and godly and faithful parents. And I say this because I think sooner or later there's going to be something I say in this series that's going to strike you as different from the way Daddy did it. And I'm just asking you in advance, please weigh what I'm saying in light of the Scriptures. Can we agree that that is the ultimate guide in our, parents, in our parenting, um, not the way dear old dad did it. So there's an uncritical acceptance of your parents' parenting that is one way that their parenting becomes an ultimate guide. Here's another way that may be a bit counterintuitive. I'm going to call it a visceral rejection of your parents' parenting. You could uh, sum that uh, attitude up with this kind of quote, that's what my mom did, and I'll never do that. Uh, I'll call this uh, something I've encountered in not a few Christian moms and dads, parenting on the rebound. Uh, Whether the failures and offenses of their parents are real or perceived, uh, those parents can become, in some of our minds, the embodiment of what we don't want to be. And so in in a reverse sort of way, in a polar opposite sort of way, our parents are still our guide in our parenting. It's just that we want to be the mirror image of what they did. So if you grew up with parents who were uh, authoritarian, uh, your guide is to be as uh, uber chill as you possibly can as parents. If you grew up in a home with utter chaos, you are going to be the law and order parents. If your parents tried to buy your love with gifts uh, so that... um, You've come now to think that Christmas gifts uh, should be dispensed with. I'm, I'm making up some illustrations here. Uh, I hope you can see this is a way in which we take our cue in, in, in a kind of ultimate way from our own parents, though in, in the negative. And we decide we want to do exactly the opposite of what we experience from them. I think we're all susceptible to some degree uh, to parenting on the rebound. I suspect every single one of my listeners right now can identify something you don't like about the way your parents did things, and you kind of have an emotional, visceral reaction. You're not going to do that. You're going to do the opposite of that. I'm simply pointing out here that that too, maybe even in that very emotional sort of way, is making your parents uh, a guide in the opposite rather than the Word of God. Over the years, I've encountered both those responses when I take up uh, that exceedingly controversial subject of spanking. Now, that's become a controversial subject, even in the church today, despite the fact that the Bible speaks directly about it and explicitly about it, and therefore I will be also. But it's easy, I've 
uh, noticed for many parents to make their parents the ultimate guide on an issue like this. I've encountered the, well, my parents didn't spank and I turned out all right. And I've also encountered the, my parents did spank and it was the worst thing about their parenting. I'll never do that. I'm going to be um, making the plea uh, throughout uh, these meditations on Christian parenting that we bring our own perspective uh, again and again uh, to the bar of the Bible and that that be our ultimate guide, not what your parents practiced, pro or con, but what the Word of God says. That is the standard. So the conscientious Christian parent must be guided by something more ultimate than his parents' example, whether pro or con. That's the second of my points. And here, uh, my friends, is the third, and it follows from uh, particularly the second, and that is this. The gold standard of parenting is found in God's ways towards us as our Father, as revealed in the Scripture. Now, when I say that, I hope there's something immediately and deeply gratifying about that statement to everyone who's listening. You say, uh, yes, amen. God the Father is personally my ultimate standard for parenting. What the Bible reveals to us about God as our Father, that's the touchstone. He's a good dad. He's the perfect dad. I want to be like him, whether a father or a mother. I think we can all agree on this. I certainly hope so. Uh, The scripture holds this out to us in some beautiful ways. Old Testament, Psalm 103, as a father shows compassion to his children, so the Lord shows compassion to those who fear him. And we certainly recognize this teaching uh, in our Lord, in his earthly ministry, uh, causing us to think of uh, God in heaven as our Father. You pray, Jesus says, our Father who art in heaven. And he assures us in that same Sermon on the Mount where he teaches us to pray, he assures us that our heavenly Father knows what we have need of and will take care of us. At this point, I'm thankful that we can agree on this point, that God, as our Heavenly Father, is the gold standard. But I just want to point out to you that because, or rather, uh, the fact that there are so many differing perspectives among Christians about parenting is related to our differing perspectives on who God is. That's my point here. What kind of father is he? To answer that question, folks, uh, you have to study the Bible. You have to study the whole Bible. You have to understand who God is and what he's like towards us as a father in light of a balanced view of all that the Bible says. This is another way of saying that our theology is basic to our parenting Our practice of parenting draws directly from our understanding of who God is and what he's like to us as our Heavenly Father. I'll just go ahead and say, folks, there is a lot of seriously inadequate, uh, downright unhelpful material that's being put out by Christian publishers 
on the subject of parenting. And it's rooted uh, in bad theology. Uh, There are, uh, I will come back to this point, there are various approaches to parenting that are advocated in our day uh, by well-meaning Christians that I would submit are trying to be wiser than God. In other words, they're trying to improve upon the way God himself does parenting. I'm not suggesting that it's uh, ill-intended. Many are are writing out of their own sincere understanding of what God is like, but they're not very good theologians. Whether you know it or not, your view of God informs your parenting as Christians. So, for example, if your perception of God as Father is that he is only stern and severe and hard to please. If that's your theology, if that's your view of God as Father, well, that's going to be reflected in the way that you are with your children. On the other hand, if your perception of God as Father is that he is the uber-chill dad, he's laid back, never displeased, then that's at least what you're going to aim for uh, in your parenting. But what if the biblical testimony is, in all of its comprehensiveness, that God is tender and kind, but also that he can be stern and quite demanding. What if it is both of these things? I'm anticipating there'll be some things I'll say uh, in this series that will get some pushback. And I'm just uh, drawing attention to the fact that um, Often we disagree not about whether God, our Heavenly Father, is our standard, our gold standard, but we're disagreeing in our perceptions of what God is like uh, as a father. And I only hope that in pointing this out, we will remain open to growing as parents, as Christians, in our understanding of who God is to us as a father through our study of the Word. And that knowledge of God will be the formative influence uh, in our lives. So this is where a podcast on your parents and your parenting uh, needs to conclude. God himself is the parent that needs to set the standard for all of our parenting. Uh, Your parents aren't the standard. As good as they may be, Uh, our Heavenly Father is. And here's the encouraging, here's the wonderfully encouraging thing that this means. This means that the best parents are not ultimately and just automatically those who themselves had great parents. We all know uh, people who've had wonderful parents and who have not become great parents themselves. Here's the best parents. They're those who know God as our Father the best. They're those who know him well, who follow his example as a father. Folks, knowing God is the taproot of good parenting. So no matter what kind of parenting you had, as you set out to be godly, wise um, uh, moms and dads, uh, your hope and your great encouragement is that you have what you need. Uh, to be a, a parent like God, because you're in a saving relationship with that one who is your own Heavenly Father. These are wonderful things to consider uh, and encouraging, I would submit, and I'm thankful uh, to have listeners to share these things with. 
Uh, But that will suffice uh, for today's episode, and I'll sign off again. The Lord keep you in his grace. You've been listening to Resurrection Life with Pastor Nathan Trice, a ministry of Resurrection Presbyterian Church in Matthews, North Carolina. If you've been blessed by today's podcast, consider sharing it with someone you know. And thank you for joining us.